Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is community. I am Tom Brown, and your host today, Billy Thrall. Welcome to another edition of Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. Got two and a half guests here. Well, she's a whole person. So three guests here today. That's super fun, and I hope going to encourage you not just with their stories, but the ministry that they live every day and the way that they serve our community. This is Koinonia. The word means community, connection. That's Tom's heart. And the verse that I use to set this show up every time is Jeremiah 29, 7, where the prophet is speaking to God's people, knowing they're not where they want to be. They're in exile. God's people aren't, they're not home. Maybe you feel like that. But this is what Jeremiah says to God's people when they know they're not home. It says, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. And actually, peace and prosperity there is the word shalom, a very heavy Hebrew word that means wholeness, more than just peace, just your wholeness. If we seek the well-being, the wholeness of the city where God has placed us for now, we'll find our own shalom, our own peace and prosperity. So thank you for listening. We're excited uh, what this conversation could lead us to. And so I'm going to kind of get out of the way and let these two people tell their stories. So Stephen Terry Vogel, welcome. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Thanks. And who's this little one? This is Nina Joe. She's 10 months old. 10 months old today. And you guys can't hear her, but you might hear her cry here in a second because <laughs> she just finished her bottle. Super cute, super little. And we're going to hear kind of how she got in their life and the things that they're doing. So, Steve, I'll just start with you. A little bit just basic title. What is it that you and Terry do? And then we'll talk about some of the things that God's doing through you and things that you might need. Yeah, we uh, we work with Phoenix Dream Center. And uh, about six or seven months ago, uh, Terry had a vision to start Thrive, which is a foster care prevention and reunification program. Uh, we try to come alongside people that, that need some help. And um, Terry will explain a little bit more about that. So you guys with the Dream Center, which is on the west side of Phoenix, there's hundreds of Dream Centers now across the country. Yes. I think we were one of the earlier ones. Yeah, we're one of the larger ones in the in the country. There's uh, over 200 Dream Centers now. And they are, if you guys don't know, if you're listening, they're the real deal. The Dream Centers are working with the most vulnerable population, not just people in homelessness, but coming out of sex trafficking, all kinds of drug abuse prevention stuff. Started out of the Phoenix First Assembly churches, the Barnett family, and now they've become their own entities. So the Dream Center here is its own animal and does all kinds of crazy stuff. How many people, do you remember the numbers that you just serve in a year? Well, we house uh, over 300 people every day, um, but uh, there's hundreds of thousands of people that we touch. We'll we'll give out about 750,000 meals um, in a year. Wow. And with a tiny staff. I mean, it's super volunteer-driven, serving the least of, and it's just God's heartbeat that we serve the least of among us, and you guys are right at the front edge of that. Terry, just as an introduction here, why is this little kid sitting here? Like, what's, what's this about? 
Well, actually, I was uh, a volunteer at the Phoenix Dream Center, and I came alongside of a young mom who uh, was in the crisis pregnancy program, which is on the Hope Wing at the Dream Center. Uh, She was six and a half months pregnant and uh, was going to have her uh, sixth baby, seventh baby at the time. And um, so she had six other kids already in the foster care system. So she knew at that point that this child also was going to go uh, into the foster care system as well. So she asked Steve and I, since I was her advocate, if there was be a possibility to take him home for a little while and uh, take care of him until she could get reunified with her kids. Well, Steve was on the golf course that day. I called him up. I said, hey, babe, so we're... Um, we got a yeah, kid. Yeah, we're going to probably take in a little boy. It's, it's really temporary, so... I hate to cut you off. That is the awesomest teaser, though. So we got to take a break. So we're going to come back and hear more about your lives, this little kid, the amazing thing God letting you do. Be back in just a minute. Okay. Hi, Nina. Welcome back to Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I am so sorry that I had to cut Terry off there before the, the, the commercial break, but we're going to get back into it. This is Koinonia. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. And I am seeking with each of you the prosperity of our city because we think God is moving here. And I know lots of you out there hear bad news all the time because there's bad news, but there's still good news. God is still on the throne. There still is gospel. Jesus is still working. And I love telling good news stories. So that's why Steve and Terry Vogel are sitting in here with 10-month-old Nina. So you might hear Nina squeak once in a while. That's because we love having her in the studio with us. And I hate to interrupt you. We did have to take a break. I wanted to know, how in the world did the Vogels, who, I want to hear your story, probably didn't see yourself doing foster care, tell a little again, take your time, how did you end up with this 10-month-old little girl in your life? Yeah, so uh, as I was saying, I was coming alongside of a young lady in our um, Hope Wing program at the Dream Center who uh, was getting ready to have a baby. She was in our crisis pregnancy program, and uh, she asked if Steve and I would be willing to take in her little one that she was getting ready to have because she had already had six other kids in the foster care system. So uh, I called Steve. He was on the golf course and said, hey, babe, so we are probably going to get a little boy tonight, you know. Um, so it's <laughs> going to be stop really... stop get some diapers on yeah, the way home from the it's golf It's going to be super temporary. And, and just to rewind a little bit, we were empty nesters. We were cruising on in to be an empty nesters. Like, we were like, we're going to travel. This is this is good. Like, our last one's in college. Finally and, get rid of the kids. Yeah. And so, um, so anyway, long story short, uh, we had that little boy for two years. Um, ended up walking through that process with this mom through helping her navigate the foster care system and worked really hard to get all of her children reunified to her. Um, Unfortunately, um, due to some of the issues that she had, she was unable to really beat those at the time. Um, And so that's how we have Nina Jo. She um, is also a sibling in that group. And so we've had basically all the siblings in our home. So we are not empty nesters. We are thrilled with that. We didn't plan it. We didn't see it coming. But this little girl and this family has brought so much joy and laughter and tears to our family, but we're thankful for it. But out of that came Thrive. So uh, we're going to talk about Thrive because I think you guys are onto something huge because we know the numbers, probably 17 to 18,000 kids in the system. <clears throat> what a better way to put that number down than having them never enter the system. Exactly. Because families got the care they needed. Even better if it's the church that gives that care. So that's what Dream Center and Thrive are, are about doing. 
But I'm your story is so interesting because I think some people are listening. They're kind of picturing their life, and they're going, "Our goal will be at fifty-five or sixty. Mm. We'll retire, and we will chill out." And that's what God has. We, we've we've done our thing, and yep. you know, we'll teach Sunday school on Sundays, and that'll be about it. How in the world did the two of you, who you kind of thought we were on cruise control, end up even volunteering at the Dream Center? I mean, Steve, maybe you can talk a little bit. You were a career guy. Uh, you were living in Arkansas. How did you end up in Phoenix volunteering with the least of from our streets? I came from corporate America. I worked in corporate America for 20 years, and um, our uh, our son came out here to play college baseball, and so we decided we were going to move out. And Terry started to volunteer at the Dream Center in the Hope Wing, uh, working with the girls that have rescued out of human trafficking. And we just fell in love with what they were doing down there and just saw a need, and so uh, we initially started volunteering and helping out, and um, that's really how we got started. What did God do to your hearts? Is that this, something had to happen in your hearts. This couldn't just be a, we should, you know, because you didn't have to. What did God do in your hearts that caused you to dig in deep to this, this need? I mean, we, we've always, it's interesting because we were talking about this a while back. We've always taken kids into our home. It has never been an official thing with foster care or any of those things. It's just if a family had a need, at one point we had seven or eight kids living in our house in Arkansas. And so um, we've always kind of just been drawn to that. Um, But this whole thing really started out with Terry's relationship with the mother and just trying to fill a need there. And then as you begin to love on these kids, you, you see the, the hurt that they've been through and the, the broken families. And um, I think that you're just naturally drawn. We, we never expected to be in this deep, um, but Somehow God drew us in, and uh, we just have fallen in love with the kids that we've been taking care of. How about you, Terry? How would you add anything to that? Well, I think for us, it was obviously stepping out and and serving at the Dream Center and then just doing life with this young lady and watching her try um, to—she really was trying to get well and really— needed to break off those bad resources. And we just, as a family, kind of not only— were we taking in her children, but we really were taking in her and really trying to help her to grow and to be everything that God, we feel like God was, you know, wanted her to be. And, um, she, uh, we just, we just, it was such an overwhelming task to navigate the foster care system and her, her illnesses and things that she was dealing with that our hearts just broke for her. And then we, like Steve said, we saw the kids and, you know, it doesn't matter what their mom and daddy do. They want their mom and daddy. They love them, you know, and and so we just wanted to support them in any way we could. So, so I'm talk a little bit about the Dream Center, what it does every day, because you said you were volunteering in the Hope Wing and you just kind of threw that out there. Um, people might not know what's the Hope Wing. And then we'll lead into how Thrive got created out of that. So what is the Hope Wing? What is the Dream Center doing every day? Well, that's great. The Hope Wing is um, designed for girls who are rescued out of human trafficking and crisis pregnancy. And they care for all of the needs that come with that. Um, rehabilitation, restoration, all of those things to get those individuals healthy again and to be able to, um, you know, really get hope for the future. Um, And it was actually volunteering there that I would hear these girls' stories. And then I was, 
hearing the statistics of children in foster care and then what the statistic looked like of a child in foster care and the age they'd become pregnant or imprisoned or all these things. And I'm like, what can we do to stop this? And watching our numbers rise in Arizona, reaching way over 18,000, you're just, it's like, okay, prevention has to be the key. So you're listening to Stephen Terry Vogel and that cute little sound is Nina, their 10-month-old foster care girl that they care for. And you can hear her in the background. And I'm so glad she's in the studio with us because this makes it real. You know, Steve's like, should I stay out in the lobby? And I say, no, bring her in. Because we're talking about real people. And one of the things that you said that was really interesting to me is that you you had a relationship. Mm -hmm. What started all this is you fell in love with a mom who was in crisis. And now you got her kids. But Really, you fell in love with a person. And I think so many times we want to fix the system. We want to fix the big things. Those are important. But really for you, what the game changer was, you actually knew somebody. (laughs) Now we're watching cartoons. PJ Masks. (laughs) Uh, I want to come back a little bit, Steve. How do you feel like what you've done previous this prepared you for now? I think lots of times you probably never would have thought, I'll run this inner city work with these people. You didn't sign up for this. But how do you look back now in your life and say, wow, these are the things that God was doing in me to prepare you for what you're doing now? You know, the the thing, I, I've been a Christian since I was five. I've walked with Christ for a long time, but I, I really wasn't engaged in, in what what God really wanted us to do. And, and we decided to go on a family mission trip about 15 years ago to the Dominican Republic. And I think that that's really where our hearts changed, especially mine. I mean, Terry's always had a love for people, and and I have too, but I just have not um, ever really wanted to engage that side. And so uh, when we went to the Dominican and just uh, saw the need of people and and really how the hope of Jesus can change people's lives, um, I think that's when it just kind of resonated with me. Like, you know what, I, I need to stop just being and saying I'm a Christian, and I actually need to start doing something. How'd you end up in the Dominican? Our uh, our church that we were attending in Southern California offered a family mission trip, and we had uh, three kids at that time, uh, 12, 10, and 8, and uh, we decided all to go. Our friends told us we were crazy to take our 8-year-old to the Dominican, but uh, it was the best thing that we've ever done. Mm. Terry, uh, your path to this, you know, did you think you'd be momming other somebody's babies? Uh, No, no. I mean, honestly, when we got the call that this little baby was going to be brought to our house, we had a two hour window knowing he was going to be dropped off. For sure. They'd done our background checks. I remember when they first dropped him off and he's in a car seat and really little. And my baby was 20. And (laughs) and I, I, I really couldn't breathe for probably the first couple hours. I thought it was a, a surreal moment to realize I'm in charge of somebody else's baby, you know, child's life, you know, maybe. And, and like I said, we thought it was temporary at the time. So, yeah, um, it, it was very surreal to to go into that and then to have him for two years and then have all the siblings, you know, in our home. So uh, but we wouldn't change a thing. It's been a crazy ride, but we would not change a thing at all. We're going to come back after a little break and talk about Thrive. How has your church embraced the stuff you're doing? I think that's a real key point to people who actually step up and say, we'll do it. We'll get a kid in our house. But I'm guessing you couldn't do it alone. How have how have others come around you? I mean, 
Phoenix First uh, and now Dream City Church has has always had a heart for serving the community and and being involved. And um, Pastor Tommy and Pastor Luke have just really um, embraced what we're doing. They've given us a platform to be able to share with others. And uh, through small groups and and other people, uh, people have come around us and um, really just supported what we're doing, just cheering us along the whole way and wanting to see if we needed anything or how they could help. And um, so through that and the relationship with the Dream Center, that's that's really how they've helped us. All right, we do have to take a little break. And this is just super fun because after the break, we're going to talk about Thrive, what it does, how it got created. You talked about prevention. You've been in it with your life, but you've also seen ways the system can't do everything because it's just the system. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. That's Stephen Terry Vogel. They work, volunteer, champion, do all kinds of cool stuff uh, through the Dream Center, Dream City Church, and Thrive. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. We're going to take a little break. This is Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Appreciate Tom Brown letting us have an hour of his Koinonia show to talk about the cool stuff God's doing. When we come back after the break, what in the world is Thrive and how is it making a difference for kids and families in our community? Be back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, sitting with amazing people, Stephen Terry Vogel and their little 10-month-old foster daughter, Nina. What's Nina's middle name? It's Nina Joe. Nina Joe. Hi, sweetie. She's super cute. This is when this should be a TV show and not a radio show. <laughs> and uh, these guys are the real deal, have been serving the underserved for many, many years and through the Dream Center have now created a thing called Thrive. A little background that I know of, uh, many of you might hear the foster care crisis in the news, the foster care crisis, the foster, you might go to a church that's trying to do something about the foster care crisis. And sadly, we have one. We, we don't do well as a state caring for families. And so a lot of kids end up in the system, some of them for very good reasons. It's a scary house. But many of them for what I would say, the issue isn't abuse, it's poverty. And when a caseworker walks into a house and they see chaos, they might think it's because of abuse, but, but it's just simply poverty and things that people don't have the resource or a crisis has hit that home and those kids are now unsafe. And so uh, the Department of Child Safety, God bless them and what they do every day and what they, the phone calls they have to deal with and the stuff but they can't, they can't step into all the gaps. So you created Thrive. Love the name. But tell me just basically the idea behind it. Where would you come up with Thrive? 
Well, Thrive is our foster care prevention and reunification ministry. So we come alongside of at-risk families that are either at risk for having their children removed, like you said, due to poverty or other issues, or um, and we come alongside of families that the children have already been removed, but um, we are working with those families to reunify. And we do that by working hand-in-hand with DCS. The, the Department of Child Safety of Arizona and providing the basic needs that they would require to either, like I said, prevent or to reunify that family as soon as quickly as possible. So I want to say that again for people who are listening because it's amazing. Uh, you, the state agency is actually asking churches for help, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always exist in many states. That's not true. Uh, the state agency is like, nope, we're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of this. But they are overwhelmed, one. And secondly, because you're doing a good job, Vogels, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it becomes a legitimate way for the state to sanction partnership with you. You're not receiving state funds. This is all privately funded, which we'll talk about, which is beautiful. But because you're an amazing program and you're really actually serving kids and families, the state's saying, hey, maybe we could work together. So, again, I'm just going to play it out because then I want you to describe what Thrive does every day. Because here's what's happening, guys, in our culture. Families are hurting. Mm -hmm. Kids are suffering. It's not pretty. And the state can only do so much. And they would – beautiful people who work for the state, by the way, walk into situations that break their hearts too. Mm -hmm. And they don't know where to go. You know, examples being you walk into a house and there's bed bugs and there's too many kids and it's dirty and blah, blah, blah. And there's no food and there's no diapers. That caseworker would love to give that family what it needs, but that's not the job of the caseworker. So I know that's how Thrive got going. And I remember when it was just an idea you guys had. And it wasn't that long ago. And then suddenly, bam, what's Thrive really doing, which is Awesome. So describe the daily interactions of Thrive. Well, all of our calls come in from DCS caseworkers, social workers, family crisis centers, impact. Um, they, they come in from all these people and they, they'll have a family that's in crisis or in need and they'll contact us. They'll ask us if we have, we provide brand new beds to our clients, which is one of the biggest needs that our families need, um, safe sleep. And so we'll get the call in from them. Um, we'll contact the, the client themselves, find out their name, address, how many kids are living in the home. What is it that they really want? Sometimes they don't even really know how to ask. They'll ask for, you know, just one bed. And then when we start to ask them questions, how many kids do you have? How many are sleeping on the floor? We realize we've got to take them four beds and some kitchen things and maybe a sofa. So we go above and beyond what DCS requires us because our goal is to give this family hope and make their house a home so that when DCS does come in, they'll see that there's stability, the kids are happy, they're healthy, um, and then we can move the family forward with the other requirements that they need. And the other thing that we want to do is take that a step farther, and we we really want to come alongside the families, connect them with a local church, Mm -hmm. um, somebody that can do family with them, because the reality is is that these kids and and these parents are in the situation most of the time because their own family broke down, Mm -hmm. and they don't have a family support system Mm -hmm. around them. And so we as a church and uh, other churches and body believers can come alongside of these families and become their surrogate families. And uh, we find that they'll be a lot more successful if we, if we do that. What you said was so loaded with good stuff <laughs> because I think many times, I just want to repeat what, just, what you just said, Steve and Terry, the church can fill in when the family and the community isn't there for people. 
that's beautiful. I think that's what the church was supposed to be anyway. And we really see that in times of crisis. So I want to remind all of our listeners, you've been in a point of crisis in your life. We all have had in some crisis, something bad's happened. And the reason you made it wasn't just because you're awesome, because you probably weren't awesome in that crisis. Somebody else loved you. A parent, a grandmother, a sibling, a young life leader, a youth pastor, a boss, somebody else. And for so many people in our cities and in our state, there is no somebody else to rescue them. Right. And what, so how do, you, that's the, how do you connect the person in crisis with the resource of caring people like yourselves? Well, that's what you've created, a partnership so that people aren't alone. Right. Nothing's worse than being alone. Right. You've tasted poverty, been to the Dominican, you've seen Haiti on the other side of the fence, and it's the aloneness that really is crippling in poverty. And our friend John Katoff says that poverty is not economic. It's primarily lack of relationship. Mm -hmm. So you're building that relationship network around people. So I've been to your church. I've been to Dream Center. I love it. It is one of the most blended congregations in all of Phoenix because of that reason. Anybody's welcome. Mm -hmm. Any condition, any place you've been, and I love the Barnett family. They're just like, everybody come in here. It kind of feels like... You know, it's AA, but it's just, it's, <laughs> that's a, right. it's, it's beautiful in that sense. Like, hello, that's right. I'm Billy. Hello, Billy. And I'm all a mess just like the rest of you, but God's in the rescue business. That's right. So this is Stephen Terry Vogel. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. Thrive was an idea, and now it's real. How did that happen? People have great ideas. Yeah, I mean, Terry... Terry just started to birth this idea, and we started having conversations. And, you know, unfortunately, um, with ideas and dreams comes the need for resources. Yeah. And, and uh, so we started to uh, kick that around a little bit, and um, we, we set out a, a business plan and uh, started talking to some people about it. And we met this amazing uh, man that was uh, at, at end of life. His name was Al Peckham. And uh, we met with him. And I shared the vision. Uh, I told him exactly what we needed, not knowing what his ability or even interest was in, in what we were doing. And uh, uh, I got a call from him the, the next day, and he said, I've got a check for you if you want to come by. And mm. not only did he give us everything that we needed to be fully funded for a year, but he gave us more because he decided mm. that we needed more. Mm. And uh, so it doesn't happen a lot where you start a ministry and you're fully funded <laughs> before you start. I but, understand. Uh, <laughs> but the... Uh, the amazing thing is that how God has brought partners around. We, we've got amazing partners. Lisa Mattress gave us 250 brand new mattresses mm-hmm. to give out. Um, so we're not even really having to spend the money that we got because uh, people are giving us um, uh, things in the community. And, and so um, finding stuff is the easy part. Mm-hmm. It's really navigating the relational part and all that. that that's the, the challenge. So I want you guys to picture you guys listening. This is what's happening with Thrive. They have vans now Mm because they got funded. They have stuff. But it's not just junk. This is stuff. It's really good things that actually the state requires families to have to create safe sleep, safe environments. And they, because of the favor with DCS, get a phone call from a caseworker, and you can go right to the house of the family in crisis, bring people who love Jesus with you. That's right. So you do it right. You know, it's an honoring gift. And now this family, what? <laughs> we, we get this stuff, which means we get to keep our kids, mm-hmm. right? 
So what's those, what are those interactions like for you? What's it like to be in the room when that takes place? Wow, it's, it's amazing um, to see the hope in a mother's eyes of knowing that she's either going to get her children back in a, in a more timely fashion, which um, we've got a great story about Jennifer. We met her. She was a young lady um, out of a domestic violence situation. She was getting ready to have another child. Um, two were in foster care. When we met her, she had only a sleeping bag on the floor. She had no hope. She was ready to just give up. And her caseworker said, hey, I have a I have a place I want you to call. And she called us and we connected. And um, within two weeks of delivering that furniture, the, the needs that DCS was requiring her to have, she was already getting in-home visits. To this day, she has all of her children in her home with her. She lives in one of our transitional houses. She's getting a GED, has a car and a job. Job and just continues to meet the goals because she had someone come in and kind of give her a foundation, which her foundation was was shattered when we met her. So um, we don't just drop those things off. We continue to follow them and continue to build and set goals and do life with her. So praise God for you guys. No, really, it's awesome. And uh, we're going to take another break and come back. We'll have another segment to drill in a little bit more, maybe how people can help. Um, Right now, Nina's eating a piece of paper that she found. So it's kind of the real deal here in the studio. Uh, I I feel Lord's favor in this, right? Like, there's a lot of great ideas, but God's hand is all on top of this thing. And I think, I can't imagine what it's like for a mom to lose her kids to the system. When she's a great mom, loves her kids. Yeah. And then here shows up a church. Yeah. Say, we love you in the name of Jesus. What do you need? We believe in your family getting back together. And now she's got a job and a car and life trajectory. Before the break, how many families and kids have you served already? Steve told me last week. We've served over 200 kids, over 70-some families. We um, have seen over—we've worked with 30 reunifications and 20 preventions. 200-and-something kids stayed out of the system and got to stay with mom and dad because of this. Thank you. That's Steve and Terry Vogel with Thrive and the Dream City, Dream Center Church. Uh, I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. we got to take another break. This is KPXQ 1360 Koinonia. When we come back, maybe some more stories and maybe your heart's being stirred that you want to help and serve in this really cool space and time. Be back in just a couple minutes. Welcome back to Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, and I'm getting to hold 10-month-old Nina, who the Vogels rescued, and she's super cute. Uh, So these guys, as we've been talking about in this segment, uh, listened to the Lord and followed, went from a life of the golf course and retirement to now being willing to enter into the hard places in our culture. And didn't just love a girl, which was amazing, and her kids sought a bigger solution. So I want you to talk a little bit more about Thrive because it's working. 200 kids got to stay with mommy and daddy. You guys have only been doing this less than a year. Since August. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say less than a year, six, eight months. And uh, wow, so what a gift. So how do do people get plugged into Thrive? How do they help you and serve alongside you? 
Well, there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Uh, obviously, we, we need donations of stuff. Um, the things that you and I think that we don't need or honestly we really don't need can be gold to people. And so um, any type of household item that you think uh, you would need to set up a house is simple as uh, um, silverware and plates and, and uh, different things like that. That's, these families need that. Um, the other thing that we're looking for is we, we really would love to have some partner churches throughout the valley that we could reach out to when we have a family that's in crisis. Um, we've got the stuff to give them, but we need people that will come alongside of them and love on them and, and support them. And uh, so if there's some churches out there that would be want, willing to uh, come alongside and, and just uh, allow us to connect them with people that uh, need their help, that would be awesome. So how do people find you? How do they get to you to help? Um, our website is uh, www.phxdreamcenter.org backslash um, foster care prevention, and uh, they can reach us there. Also, uh, T. Vogel, T. As in Tom, V's and Victor, O G E L at phxdreamcenter.org uh, is Terry's email, and you can reach out to her there. So were you going to add, Terry, about how people can serve? Yeah, they can they can reach us there to serve too. If they if they're feeling God tugging on their heart right now and they're wanting to uh, get involved with Thrive, they can contact us and we'll just we'll figure out where they're at right now in their life and plug them in. We've got lots of different situations, um, whether picking up furniture, delivering furniture. We just had an amazing event this last Saturday where we brought in a financial speaker and a nutrition speaker. So we we do have four events a year that we bring our Thrive families back to to where we can kind of help them grow in different areas. And uh, we've got a big back to school program coming up in August that we're going to need a lot of help with. Um, So that's a great event to get involved with. So uh, you guys are kind of in the trenches every day, not only in your house, but at your job and the place that you're serving. What are some of the things that give you great hope? Because it can be tough. I mean, I'm sure you get discouraged and frustrated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what keeps you in the game? We definitely have wins and we have losses, but uh, it's the wins. It's the wins when we see that mama holding her little ones and they're in the home with her and the kids are smiling. I mean, that gives you the fuel to keep going. Um, And just knowing that God's called us to this and our passion for it, um, I think it's because it is in our home sometimes that it's on the forefront for us. And so we, it's constantly important. It's in front of us. And so... I think that's what helps drive us. And, you know, Steve's just, we're such good partners. We're a good team. <laughs> okay, how God set that up. Yeah, yeah. the reality is, is that this is one of the things that God has commanded us to do. And, and uh, Satan is prowling all over our children. And we need people that are willing to step in on behalf of these kids and, and uh, do the right thing for them and take care of them because they've done nothing to be in this situation. A lot of times these families are there um, not obviously by choice, but just because of circumstances. And if we can help uh, change their circumstances, that's, uh, that's all the more important. That's Stephen Terry Vogel at Dream City, Dream City Church and Thrive. Um, I ask this question sometimes because I think some of what motivates us is uh, the hard things too. Is there something, Terry, that just gets, breaks your heart every day that's also part of the end? There's great hope, but something that's breaking your heart that also keeps you going every day. Yeah, I think when you talked about how I fell in love with the mom first, when you think of thriving and and people having dreams, I I think the thing that breaks my heart is I know that that mom, when she was little, 
didn't say, when I grow up, I want to be a heroin addict. When I grow up, I want to be a domestic violence survivor. That's the thing that bothers me is that, you know, these people fell into a crisis and the crisis caused their children then to go into foster care. But there was some root issue there, you know, so loving on them, you know, first and building them and just being a mom and knowing what it feels like to be a mom, I want her to have that opportunity. I want her to mother her kids. And so um, it's just being a mom, that heartfelt, uh, just wanting to lift up other moms and other families so that they can be whole and hopefully do what we're doing someday, give back and do, you know. So this is uh, Quinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ, and we talk about community. Steve, one of the what are some of the needs that you see like practical needs for this kind of ministry to keep going? What are, what are some of the things that we, people can pray about as we kind of work together on this stuff? What are some real, real things that are needed? We need people that are willing to step into the fight. That's, that's the reality of this. I mean, this is a, this is a hard space to be in. It's, it's really hard to, uh, to engage just because of the activity of the enemy. And um, we, we as Christians sometimes get so comfortable in in where we're at and what we have going on, we lose sight of uh, really what God has called us to do in uh, in taking care of these kids and these families. And so, um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This is this is the hardest thing that we've ever done, mm. um, but it's ob- also the most rewarding thing that we've ever mm. done and the most important thing that we've done. And uh, we need people that are willing to step in and and uh, take on. To really, this is, this is, it's demonic warfare is what it is, and and uh, we we as the body of Christ need to come alongside and help DCS and help uh, these families um, succeed. Terry, what are the things that you have to keep telling your volunteers? What are some of the messages that you've learned that you just have to keep reminding the people who are in this work with you? That you love each person that we come in contact with, where they're um, for who they are. Um, not for where we want them to be or how we think that where they should be. We just need to love them where they're at and uh, just be a light to them. And what are some of the what are some of the scriptures that keep you guys in the game? What are some of the voices from the Lord that kind of motivate you that you could share with others? Well, James one twenty seven for sure. Which um, is <laughs> you can paraphrase. Go ahead, see. <laughs> um, it just basically says that uh, pure and undefiled um, religion is is loving on widows and orphans and yeah. taking care of them. Yeah, and just you know the the encouragement of uh, Philippians four thirteen and and uh, just knowing that God is with us and that He's uh, He's following us through this and and going ahead of us in this space. Um, that's that's really important. That's what keeps us going. So I always appreciate hanging out with you guys. And I always appreciate that when I refer someone to you, you meet with them, <laughs> you call them back because we have lots of friends in churches and that want to care, that want to make a difference. And few people are going to go as deep as you guys have because it's a huge commitment and you guys get blessed through it. I understand that, but it's a lot. But I appreciate though the wisdom that with which you speak in this space and you really do, I think, speak for God and you, you're real and honest about the challenges, but you also are, are really kind of become coaches now for other families that are trying to figure this out. So in that field, 
I know you met with a friend of ours who had a notebook of questions, but we won't go through that. What are common things that you find yourself having to explain to people who want to care for some of the most vulnerable families and kids around us? Well, the number one thing is how, how do you give them back? I mean, that's oh, the thing. Yeah. They're, they're like, how, after, you've ha- after you've fostered mm-hmm. them and how, loved them. How in the world do you love on a child for six mm-hmm. months or a year or two years and give them back to their family? And, uh, you know, they, people tell us that we, we, we just we won't get involved in this because we can't possibly wow. go through that. And, and I, I honestly would tell them that if you would ask me that same question three years ago, I would have told you the same thing. And I, I still would tell you the same thing. I don't know how we get through those heartbreaks mm-hmm. other than the grace of God and that he gives you the strength to, uh, to figure it out. But I, th- I think that's probably the number one question yeah. that we get from people is how, how do you let a kid go? Mm-hmm. I've, I'm thinking about the fact that maybe you're just more honest, that everything in our life is for us to hold on to anyway. Our own birth children, right? right. We think we're going to hold them tight, but they've got to live their journey. And so it's painful, and you guys love deep. Mm-hmm. So it hurts deep when you give them back. But you are seeing it doesn't rob loving in the moment. That's right. I can't control tomorrow, but it doesn't keep me from loving well in the moment. That's right. Again, how do people contact you? And then we'll take another break here. But what's how do people get a hold of you guys? What's the easiest way to, to get involved in, in serving with you in Thrive? Well, we have a phone number they can call us, which is 949-AREA-CODE-297-6153. Say that again. 949-AREA-CODE-297-6153. Uh, that's a quick way to get in touch with us, whether they have donations they want to give their house. We have a truck that comes out and they can pick up the donations right at their home. They'll get a tax receipt. Um, if they'd like to get involved in, and volunteer, it's T Vogel, T is in Tom, V is in Victor, O-G-E-L at org. Those are great ways to get in touch with us. Thanks, you guys. Love what you're doing. Thanks for being the real deal. And I hope that even this radio broadcast is used by encouraging some people that there is a solution and it's in Jesus and through the church stepping up. But sometimes we need a tangible example of that. And you guys are that tangible example for a lot of us. Nina just crawled under the desk. (laughs) She's back to you, Steve. I I just had her down here. (laughs) And, uh, but thank you guys for being the real deal. We, We do have to take one more break and I would just encourage people if you're caught some of this program and maybe want to listen to the rest of it, but you can check out the dream center and look at the Thrive Program and their preventative issues that they're really doing, really doing to serve vulnerable families and then getting churches involved and wrapping around these families is is a pretty special space. So Steve and Terry, thanks for being here. We'll take one more break and come back and kind of close our show. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Thanks again to Tom Brown letting the three of us tell some good news about what God's up to in our community. We'll be back in a couple minutes to close up with another sweet little word. So I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona with my sweet friend Stephen Terry Vogel and their little Nina, 10-month-old Nina. 
that they are fostering right now and loving on big. So thank you guys for being here. I started the show with the verse that motivates me a lot, and that is to be reminded we are not home. But while we're here, we are being called of God to love the city and the people around us, that our own well-being comes from the well-being of our communities, that I actually get better, not by caring for me, but by for caring the people across the street from me and the mm-hmm. weak people around me. So Jeremiah 29, 7 reminds us of that. But it also says in the second half of that verse, pray for the Lord that those things would happen. So Terry, would you do that? Will you pray for us for a minute that Absolutely. God would continue to thrive in our cities? Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to share what you're doing uh, for these children and these families in the state of Arizona. Lord, we just pray that you would continue to blow the doors wide open, that you would just touch hearts and lives right now as they're hearing this radio show and that um, maybe there's someone out there that's going, I, I couldn't do that or I don't know how to do that. And they, they hear this and and uh, their their hearts are beating and they're on fire and they just want to know more. So we just pray because we need every hand and foot out there in Arizona to touch these lives and give hope to these families. Lord, we, we have a, you know, our phrase, a family that has hope will thrive and we we believe in that we believe you've called that to uh, us to that lord and i just thank you for my family lord uh for steve what a great partner he is and helping to uh just uh bring these children into our home and and uh, we just thank you for billy and the opportunity that he gave us today to share but most of all lord we just thank you and uh for sending your son to die on the cross for all of our sins lord amen thank you both again love you guys this has been fun Uh, This has been Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. Hope you've been blessed. Hey, God is big. God is working. Hope you've heard that here in this last hour. And pray that you receive him if you don't know him yet. And then get on that crazy, wonderful, amazing ride called being one of his followers. So God bless you. We'll be back in a couple next week here on Koinonia. So take care.